Stephen Mann, the Dairy City. Welcome. How are you? You well? I'm good. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm fine. Not a bother. I tell you what, we'll go back to where it started, I think, for you as a kid. How did you get into football? Um, I think it were just uh, kind of being from a footballing family. Um, I had brothers um, that were massively in the football. Um, so I think growing up in the household, I like big um, Man United supporters. So I think just being in and around that environment and um, from a young age, um, from there, I think I think it was about five or six was my kind of first real memories of football. Kind of, I always had a ball at my feet. Um, I actually used to sleep with my boots on um, just because I just love football. Um, so I think, yeah, it, it all started through kind of my family and then, um, my oldest brother, he was big in the football, so he took me actually to my first club. Um, and yeah, I started out Donegal Celtic. Um, I was seven, yeah, seven. I had played my first game when I was seven, so you played yeah. your kind of later youth careers at St. Aldrich Falcons, is that right? Yeah, um, and they're I've, based in Belfast, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I'm not, yeah. not actually too far from home, about five minutes down the road. Um, I signed there when I was 10. Um, and I was there until I moved across to Sheffield. Um, so it's, it, in my area, in Belfast, it's a huge club. It's you know it's seen as kind of the club that produces the young talent. And they've had in the past so many players go across to England. So I think it's just, just everything about that club, the, the coaches and um, just the way they go about things. It's, it's an unbelievable club. What kind of players actually moved over from there? Did you know? Um, the two years above me, there was mm. Stephen Fallon. Um, he went yeah. to Swansea. Um, now playing for Linfield. Yeah. Um, you had Ben Kennedy. He signed for Stevenage. Um, he's still there. Levi Ives, who plays for Cliftonville now, he's he went to Torquay. Actually, played for Torquay's first team. Um, then the year below that, which would have been the year above me, there was. Joe Crow, he signed for Norwich. Um, he's also at Glen Soren at the minute. So, from my, I was the only one from my age group, but mm. the two age groups above me, particularly the 1997s, they were kind of seen as the golden era. And um, they had, I think they had six players go across from the one team. That's actually was, mad, isn't it? It was, yeah, it was unheard one, of. Yeah, for one youth club to do that, like in the space of literally one team, you said six yeah, players. Yeah, one team. That's yeah. incredible. Now, you moved over to Sheffield in 2019, Sheffield United. Um, how did that come about for you? Um, it was actually from the Milk Cup. Um, I, Growing up as a kid, I was never really interested in playing for like Antrim, the Antrim setup or the Northern Ireland setup. It was just, I was always kind of, I just wanted to have fun and enjoy my football. So I knew... I was getting that at St Oliver Plunkett. I was enjoying going to train Tuesday and Thursdays, playing my games at the weekend. So I think at 13, 14, I was never interested in kind of the more serious. I knew that going into there, that's when it became a bit more serious. You were being mm. judged. And 
I just wanted to enjoy myself. And luckily, obviously, I had my brother who was, um, he kind of looked over my football and just kind of pointed me in the right direction. And he was big into the idea of, I just enjoy it at 13, 14. And then it came there around 15. Um, my brother said to me, look, we need to kind of, my brother and my agent at the time actually kind of said, things are getting a bit more serious. And if you want to move away, now is the best time to get involved with everything. So I'd always been asked to go up to the Antrim setup and Northern Ireland setup, and I just turned it down. Um, but we knew kind of things were getting a bit more serious. So I went and trialed um, for the Antrim team and made the squad and went to the Milk Cup with Antrim. Um, and it was unbelievable tournament. Like um, we we got beaten the final by Corinthians. Um, they were a great side, but that kind of tournament is what everyone in the north kind of looks to as the shop window. Was or... that the, after that tournament? Was that the tournament that you felt actually there's something on here? Like I'm actually good, you know that kind of way. Or did you feel before that going into the tournament that when did you realise you were kind of you had something basically, you had a bit of talent that um, you could maybe progress a bit more. <clears throat> I think from a young age, like mm. I was always kind of used to being like that main player, like right. in for even from when I was younger at Donegal Celtic, I was playing like three years above myself. And then when I was dropping down to my own age group, it was a lot easier for me. Um, so I think it was from, from a young age, I kind of knew, um, that had a bit of talent and it was more towards I had actually I had a spell where I was like everything slowed down I didn't progress as quickly and players were catching up on me um that was around probably 13 14 um and then it was more 15 16 was when I really kind of got into it and I kind of my always growing up my goal was to get to England um, so I, I had in my head from that age that I was going to get something and if I worked hard enough my ability was there it was just about making sure that I was working hard enough so um, I think it was it was around that time when I kind of going into the Milk Cup I'd already had experience of going across to England I was I was at Ipswich before um, before the Milk Cup I was at Leicester so it was Going into the Milk Cup, it was like I knew, right, this is a massive week for me. I need to kind of do the business to make sure that I get a contract sorted. So it was, I wouldn't say like there was pressure there, but mm. I, I kind of enjoyed pressure and felt that that's when I kind of rose to the occasion and kind of stepped up. So when you moved to Sheffield United, did you find the initial move difficult uh, off the pitch did you find yeah. the fact that you know you're you're a young lad you're moving over to England people might think it's a big deal but it can be a big deal to young players can't it um, and the setup for Sheffield United is obviously very different you know um, how did you find that um, yeah it was tough it was mm-hmm. I think the toughest toughest part for me was the transition from training on a Tuesday Thursday and a match Saturday to training every single day maybe off on a Wednesday training the rest of the week and a game on the Saturday. So that was obviously different, but also moving away from home. Um, yeah, yeah. Going into a digs and living with my landlady and landlord, mm-hmm. it was different. I didn't have my mum. I didn't have the rest of my family. I didn't have my friends. So 
I found for the first couple of months, that's what I found difficult kind of adjusting to new surroundings and the new environment. And because from a young age, I'd never experienced anything like it. I was always a, a homeboy like, and um, I never really went away anywhere, even like holidays and stuff. I was always at home. So going away, um, it was, it was different. I thought it would have been a lot easier than it actually was, but, I think that was because in the build-up, I was going over to Sheffield quite a bit. So I kind of got used to it. But that was only for a week and weekends. When you actually move over and it's permanent and it gets the one month in and, you know, I might be going home for another three, four months. It is tough. And I can see why a lot of people end up coming back that yeah. have the talent to stay there. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not just ability. It's kind of mm. having that mental toughness to kind of be resilient and you know stay there and see it out and because it, it does get easier um yeah i i noticed that kind of having the irish lads there with me helped massively um because you just kind of stick together um the english lads were great and i got on with them all but it was i just gel with the irish lads and they were kind of in the same situation as me so mm. just having them in around and kind of we were able to talk about same experiences like I'd be feeling away and the other Irish lads would, would feel that way too just missing home and so I find that was that was a lot easier to deal with and it helped massively um, but it, it is definitely a tough thing to do No definitely would you have talked to the senior players of Sheffield United the likes of John Egan and that you know the senior well, Irish players would you have them um, well much or? I would have recently but I, I moved mm. in I moved to Sheffield in 2015. Initially. Was, yeah. yeah. So yeah. at that time, there was only Michael Doyle. I think he yeah, was the exactly. only... That's a bit different, yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas there wasn't many Irish players, whereas mm. now um, you've got John Egan and Enda and um, both of them are just like really dead on and they mm. kind of look after the Irish lads as well. Um, anytime we're up... You know, John's always asking, are we going home anytime soon? And how are we? And how's things going? And getting that from like a Premier, he's a Premier League player, like just yeah, having that, yeah. um, having that interaction and stuff, it's yeah. it's like an unbelievable feeling. Um, yeah. But obviously, with him being Irish as well, um, it's a lot better. So yeah, and then yeah. Andy Stevens played in the League of Ireland as well for a good few years. So I don't know if um. That helped you in your move to Derry, but we'll come back to that one a bit later. So you played in the under-23s with Sheffield United, haven't you? Yeah, um, yeah. And how did you find that? How did you find the step up, uh, even at under-23 level? I know that a lot of clubs in the Premier League, you see a lot of very good players playing at that level, don't you, in fairness? Like, what, what's the step up to that level for you? Like, um, I actually find under-18s tougher. Really? In under twenty threes, yeah. And it's probably because at under eighteens the like you've got people playing for pro contracts and you know, they're on scholarships and everyone wants to get a professional contract. So the league is a lot more um competitive. It, like winning the league actually means something at under eighteen and it, that's something as a group you look towards, whereas when you step into twenty threes, it then becomes right. I want to make the first team, so no one really focuses on winning the league, and uh, yeah. there's a there's a kind of different angle. Um, but what I noticed is it's actually 
the the tempo is a lot slower, but the quality goes up. So right. the the quality of the players are better, but you get you you find a lot of players that um kind of are like having themselves and don't want to run about, or you get <laughs> experienced pros that come down and. They've been injured or something like that yeah. as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You get a lot of pros that come down, and there's been pros that have came down treat an under twenty three game like it's a first team game, but you get a lot of pros that come down and they just stroll about, and so I think that takes away from the intensity and um, yeah, on the ball you have a bit more time, and but as I said, then the quality goes up. You come up against some real good players, you know, playing as a wing back for Sheffield United, I would have came up against like some real talented wingers. Um and me being an attacking player, it was tough I found it tough to defend against very attacking wingers, skillful yeah. wingers. At under eighteen level, would you have come up against what kind of teams would you have come up against? Would you have come up against any uh, really good sides? Because because we're in the we are category two side that's you come right. up against a lot more championship. Um, Premier League, you, you get like your Crystal Palaces, your Watford, mm. that are Category 2 also. But oh, yes, yeah. the, the kind of better sides at under 18 are yeah. your Man United, your Cities, your Chelsea's. They're yeah. all Category 1. Yeah. So the only way you can really draw them is the FA Youth Cup. Ah. And we we came up against Reading in the FA Youth Cup, which who were a very good side. Josh Barrett, um, he was actually playing in that, in that Youth Cup game. They beat us um beat us three one in extra time. Um we conceded last minute and they go to extra time. But they were a really good side. Josh, um Josh was like the main man um for them and said under eighteen. I think he'd been in around the first team and um so games like that were tough, but we never actually really came up against the, the top sides, the like I say, the cities and the Chelsea's. So so in 2019, I think you were in Lone, Australia, Central Mariners or Central Coast Mariners. Yeah, Central Coast right? Mariners. How did yeah. that come about? Like, we were just talking about your move to England. That must have been a big, big move yeah. to Australia. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, I were actually, I were playing 23s um, and I were kind of consistently performing well. And um, it was my first actual crack at it fully without having any injuries because I had a lot of injuries over the years, um, like ankle injuries and stuff. And I'd always kind of, I'd get going and then something would happen. And you're like, just my luck, um, really. Does, so, help. I'm always saying that, actually. It doesn't help you know, a young player's development, especially because if you're getting taken up injuries, like, and it's ruthless, isn't it? At that level yeah, as well, like, 100%. you know, it's very, it's ruthless. But I, no, that doesn't help you at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had kind of six months where, I was injury free and I got on form and I was doing well and the academy manager just put me in and said, Look, I think it's time you go and experience some senior football and so we I actually went to Tramir for a week and trained with Emmons in League Two. Um and that was actually gonna go through. Um and then I got called into the office by the Academy manager and he said, Look, I don't know what you think of this, but would you wanna go to Australia and play in the A League in Australia and it was actually um, Nick Montgomery um, who acts Sheffield United player he was the assistant manager um, uh-huh. right. so that's how the that's move kind of came about yeah um, they they didn't have a big budget and they needed a loan um, 
and they needed a left wing back. So I flew flew out there in the January um and was there till May and it was it was an unbelievable experience. Football experience as well as a life experience. Um just being in a different culture, you know, being in a different country and it was completely different to what I was used to. Um how, how do you the, find the style of football actually over there? Um it was it was weird because it wasn't high intensity pressing in your face because obviously you were playing in 37, 38 degrees, but it was tough because of that. So yeah. I found you had a lot more time on the ball, but I found myself that when I did have time on the ball, I didn't have the energy to go and dribble people or do something because I just felt sad. Like, but you were felt, playing left wing back in that Yeah. Um, <laughs> my, it was like, yeah, I was, there oh. about, I was there about two weeks. And the second game, I started left wing back, played ninety minutes, and it was, uh it was the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, we were and we were like up against it as well against Sydney away. Um, yeah. they were we'd gone one up actually in the first half, and they were just like tormenting us. We were pinned back, and it got to the stage where we were going forward, and I was like, I'm staying back. Uh, it was just it was horrible. Give. You couldn't give anymore. No, I, I, I just feel my legs cramping and oh. I was boiling. And but they kind of they're the kind of moments you have to dig in. And it's it tough. was just yeah. we knew we had to grind something out of that game, and it, that's what kind of got me through it. Just the the thought of we need to. It, it get actually gets you conditioned this. well for uh, football in the northern hemisphere. Let's say, not, yeah, not as hard. Certainly in Britain and Ireland, you know what I mean. So yeah. it must be a doddle when you come back to playing Britain and Ireland. It, 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 the thing is, it wasn't even. I um, <laughs> It would have been if our season finished, like, I think it was towards mid-April. And that was us done. Our training, like, had dropped off. We weren't running as much. And coming back from then was obviously too long. Um, so I needed to be fit. And it was like I'd come back and I'd, so, I'd maybe two weeks to too long. Whereas I hadn't been doing much the three weeks before. So it was like a layoff and it was like, right, I need to get going again. So because I'd been off and then they changed the climate again and it was a nightmare. Like, But I kind of <laughs> kind of got there in the end. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good experience, as you say. Now, you moved to Derry City, obviously, uh, 2020. It's trying to get a year for a second there. How did that come about? <laughs> did, you, did you speak to Chris Wilder um, personally or did you speak to the kind of Stoke coaching staff at Sheffield United? Um, um, where yeah. did De- Declan Devine come into the equation as well? It actually it all started um, mm. from David Parkhouse. He yeah, possibly, obviously yeah. he'd spent time alone there, and he was saying to me like, "You should go there. You know, if if Barry wanted you, you should definitely go and get some experience in that league. He says it would be good for you. The league would suit you." And um, first, I was like, because I didn't really know much about the league, I didn't know what they expect, and. Um, I know I knew he'd gone there and done so well, and it put him in a good place. So I was I remember saying to my agent, like, "Look, what do you think of this? Do you think that would be a good a good move for me or whatnot?" And um, he actually contacted Paddy McCourt, um, and pa- luckily enough, Paddy was like, "Yeah, we'd love to have him." And um, then Declan called me, and I I spoke with Declan and. From that conversation straight away, I just thought I want to go there, get some experience, play some games, and um, 
it was my agent actually spoke to Sheffield United and then from there it's kind of I actually ended up parting ways with my agent in the middle of it so it was actually my brother that dealt with the rest of it so my brother um spoke to Daklin and dealt with what needed to be done and um I came to came to Derry at the start of January and were you staying in Derry as such I know you're from Belfast but were you staying in Derry like yeah I was um, yeah just just over the border in Donegal, um, Carrigan's. Ah, so okay. it was it was ten minutes from um the Brandywell, so it was handy enough. Um, I was traveling, I was traveling up and down maybe once twice a week. Um, mm. on my days off coming up to Belfast, because over the five years before I'd been in England, I didn't have much time to see my family. Um, so just any opportunity I got, I'd make my way up to Belfast just to spend some time with my family. Um make up for what I'd missed out on. And how do you, do you find the city of Derry to stay? I know you're a little bit, you're about 10 minutes away, but obviously you're, yeah. you're staying in uh, the city as such, you know? Yeah. No, I've been in around, like yeah. in shopping centres and stuff like that. Mm. And it's quite similar to Belfast, I think. Um, yeah. Pe- the people are really friendly and um, even like fans and stuff. Um, everyone was, was real welcoming when I came to the club. So I've enjoyed being there. I've enjoyed the city and I'd want to go and see more like I haven't actually gone and explored and kind of done all the different memorial stuff and um, that's something that I want to do um, if I go it's back hard to go around the shops at the minute isn't it yeah <laughs> <laughs> now you're right on a six month loan did you have an option or do you have an option to extend that Stephen or um, yeah so mm. initially it was till 31st of June and then mm. Um, the option to extend, yeah. So that's mm. what we that's what we agreed. That's good. Um, so you start the season. I think Derry City had four games, didn't they? Um, yeah. It was a mixed bag actually at the start, wasn't it? Um, I yeah. think Dundalk away was a defeat at Oriel Park, one nil. In fairness, a late goal. Um, you beat Bowles two nil at home, and I think you got a bit of a cracking goal in that game as well. <laughs> uh, I know the Bowles fans were cursing you a bit, so that's always a good point. <laughs> And uh, you scored down in Waterford. Unfortunately, a late goal ditches there as well. But then, so a bit of a dramatic start, really. You drew one on with Finn Harps, and that was a late equaliser. So, yeah, how did you feel over the four games? And how, how did you find the, I don't know, if the standard of football or style of football? How did you find it yourself, personally? Um, Obviously, the first game, Dundalk away, I didn't yeah. start. Um, yeah. I was disappointed, but obviously... I knew it was, you know, it was Dackie's decision. And I respected that, and mm. I knew that obviously I had to work harder then to get in the team. So, um, the second game, Finn Harps, we drew one all. Mm. Um, the wind like was all over the weather was horrible. Um, and I came on in that game and I done well. And yeah. I think that was kind of the turning point where it was like, right, he's got a start, and that's when I kind of earned my my chance and. And the Bows game, um, obviously that that were a great game. We um we played very well. Every like we defended well. Going forward, we were good. Um, but I the the standard. Cause there's some very good players, which I was I was surprised if technically some very good players even every day in training. I kind of see it. Um, with like Connor Clifford and um even the young lads like Jack Malone and stuff like that. Jamie McDonough. Um, some real technical players, um, but I I find that one v one 
coming up against fullbacks was much easier. Um, mm. I think you come up against a lot of experienced fullbacks that aren't maybe as athletic and kind of read the game better. And that's kind of, for me, that's, that's, I enjoy that because I know I can just knock the ball and, and go by people. Um, I'd much rather come up against a fullback like that than, than an athletic one that's going to just, you know, outpace me. Or um, So I've act- I actually enjoyed um, the first four games. I enjoyed. Um, I thought I was, I was getting a lot of the ball and I was actually having a lot of joy. Um, yeah. So I, the league, I think, with Parky said, it suits me like um, just as a like quick winger and getting crosses in the box. Um, it's just I think that the kind of the league was is good for me. Um, I think um, this like you've you've different obviously. There's different way teams play different ways. You come up against the Dundalk and they'll try pass you to death. Or, yeah. Whatnot, yeah. whereas then you go to Finn Harps and it's long ball the whole game. Um, I was actually surprised with Bowes. I thought they'd have played a bit more, um, but that was quite long ball as well. Really? Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, ga- that game was very long ball. Um, every yeah, that is unusual of... for them, you're right. Yeah. You wonder if maybe they saw something tactically and they worked on that and maybe it didn't work, you know, yourself. But yeah. um, they would be known as generally kind of a direct, yeah, fast good. passing yeah. side kind of thing. Um, but it's interesting that you notice the differences between the teams that you played against as well. Would you yeah. find Waterford, were they any different to, um, in terms Waterford, of style? Waterford were very direct. Yeah. They played in the big man up top and he actually done well holding everything up and they played off him. Was um, that Michael O'Connor, was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, they, yeah. Were, they, were, they were very direct. Everything from the centre-half was just, they didn't try to play out at all. It was just up to the big man and it worked because yeah. they were getting joy and Runners off, um, runners off the the striker. They were doing well, so I guess you kind of play to your strengths, and it may not look nice, but they've got a big man up top that they can do that stuff it, well. It can be so. effective. Um, from Derry's point of view, how would you describe Derry's style of play? Generally? Um, I under it obviously under suits you, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Decky has kind of emphasised that we want to play. We don't want a long ball. We want to get it down and we want to pass teams to death. Um, we want to get balls wide, get crosses into the box. Um, so that for me is my preferred play, way of playing. I, I don't like when it's just long ball because then you barely touch it and you're you're not really involved. So I think the style that Derry plays suits me a lot. Um, the fact that we want to play and we've got players that can play, um, that's obviously a big thing. Um you need you do need the players to play the right system. So we've got, as I said, the likes of Connor Clifford and Connor McCormick, Jackie, who can all get on the ball and move it about. So um, now we've got some real good technical players. So I think us actually playing out suits us a lot. Yeah, and you feel the likes of Owen Toll are very comfortable on the ball as well, aren't they? In fairness, like yeah, um, yeah. I own. Um, I, I knew him growing up. I played really, against yeah. him at our man stuff, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's, I think he's just one that's progressed massively. Um, yeah. It just is, is like real mature performances for a 20-year-old. Um, I know he's in the dairy team since I think he was 17. It feels yeah. like he's been years, like, and he's only, what, 20, 21, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. I think um, just on the ball, he's unbelievable. His composure and 
he's one v one defending as well. Um, I don't I don't think he'd be around the League of Ireland much longer. Like um, I know he was linked. Yeah, he's linked with a couple of clubs over in England, and I'd be shocked if he's not gone to England the next year or two. Put it that yeah, way. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Now yeah. you've played, you've two caps for the Irish under twenty ones. Is that a jersey behind you? Is that one of the? Yeah. Is that your yeah, debut, that's, like as such? That's that's my debut under seventeen yeah. euros. Yeah. yeah, that's the under seventeen um, euros. And yeah. how did that go for you? How did you find that overall? Um, I loved that. Um, yeah. that was obviously my first experience with yeah. um with Republic. So that was it was un- unbelievable. We played um Finland, Sweden, and Montenegro. Um. And it was just the the experience, you know, the the switch from the north to the south, and the difference in how it was set up was just I found. It was, Is there a big difference, really? Yeah, yeah massively. Yeah. Um, I found it was more more like detailed, and there was a lot more meetings and stuff. But the, man, the manager at the time, Tom Moan, um, I he was unbelievable. Like I think with Northern Ireland, we kind of every game we kind of set off and it was negative and whereas that my first trip away it was like right we're pressing from the start like we're getting after them we're going to get the ball down and play and I think that's obviously what the Stephen Kenny the senior manager wants to do as well so um I think that's a bit that of a culture obviously... shift in, in Irish soccer in the last few years. Massively yeah. Definitely because you're talking about with Northern Ireland there the Republic would have been the exact same but there has yeah. been a culture shift and you see some of the talent coming through with the Irish young setups. It's not just that they're talented players, but they're very good technically. You see the defenders, yeah. they were very comfortable on the ball. And that that's unheard of in Ireland for many yeah. years. You know? So obviously there's a switch there as well. But you found that who what kind of players would you play with at Ireland underage, under twenty, be that under twenty? Who was the under twenty one manager actually when you was Kenny there? Yeah, Stephen Kenny. Yeah, um, going through my age group all the way through to 21, you would have had Jason Malumbi, um, Leo Connor, um, Darrow Shea, Declan Rice was actually in my 17s team at the time. Um, who else would you have had? Canis Carl, he's he's just he's gone, so Stephen H, he's at um. So we actually had like a core group that went all the way, 17s, 19s, 21s. You had a few lads that mm-hmm. kind of fell off and new lads came in. But mm-hmm. kind of the core of the group, the Jason Malumbis and Daryl O'Shea's, um, um, unreal players. Like, and yeah, I like- think they're, they're definitely the players that are going to go on and be big names for Ireland in the future. Yeah, I think without question, the two you've named for sure. Um, right, best player you've played with, Stephen? Career so far. Now you've named a few there, and I'm thinking this could be tough. Yeah, um, I, that's I've probably um, best player I've played with. In fact, I'd I'd probably say David Brooks. David um, Brooks, a Sheffield yeah, United, still a Sheffield United. Yeah, he's a Bournemouth. Oh, sorry, Bournemouth. Yeah. Exactly. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, be him, him or Declan Rice. Um, yeah. Uh, he Declan was actually a centre half when I played with him, um, but he was just so composed and um, on the ball he was unbelievable. Um, Where do you think David, his best position is, in your opinion? Do you think it's midfield or centre back? Uh, I think that say, that but... holding role suits him. Yeah, just yeah. In, in you know in between the back yeah, four yeah. midfield screening and 
I think that suits him. Um, whereas then David Brooks is obviously the opposite. He's right now attacker and yeah. can you know switch games on their head like instantly. So I think he was just training with him every day and seeing some of the stuff he done was unbelievable. Um, so I'd, I'd definitely say them too. But you've got the likes of Jason Lumbey and Leo Connor here. Real talents. Aaron Connolly, in fact, I forgot about him. Um, he's another one. Unbelievable. Um, no, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd say they'd be my top three. Aaron Connolly, Dagman Rice and David Brooks. It's a pretty good list, to be fair. Uh, best, <laughs> best player you played against? Um, best Aaron Wambasaka. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um He was at Palace at the time. Um, it was an under-23 game. And I remember he's... Also, oh, you just, directly came up against them as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I was playing left wing at the time, and I ended up switching the right wing <laughs> because um, it was my manager that actually yeah. switched me. It was it wasn't going forward. I found hard. It was going back, which is surprising because everyone says he's better going back than what he is forward. But yeah, but it looks like he has an engine that he can just yeah. It was yeah. just the pace, like he was mm. knocking the ball and just turning it on, and it was, his pace was frightening. Like um. Going, going the other way, I find it was a lot easier than actually going the other way. But um, now he, he's probably the toughest opponent I've came up against. Yeah, it's good to say from your point of view that you know he's one of the best right backs in the Premier League that you came up against. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a game and struggling if you struggle to get somebody <laughs> like that, put it that way. We'll finish off with a few teammate questions, uh, Stephen. The most skillful player in training? Um. At Derry City now. At Derry. Yeah. Um, These are all Derry related now. <laughs> I'd pick myself for that. But, um, Apart from yourself. If I can't pick myself. If I can't pick myself, I'd probably yeah. say either Jackie um, yeah. or Walter Figuera. Yeah, Walter's. Yeah, he was at Waterford before. Would have seen a lot of him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hardest trainer. Hardest trainer, Colin Horgan, 100%. Um, it, yeah. Either either Colin Horgan or Conor McCormick. Yeah, yeah. McCormick is uh, in the league a few years. I'd say he's very, um, I'd say leads by example there, does he? A bit? Yeah, just professional, like everything's done properly. Yeah, he's won league titles as well. Um, who's the comedian in the dressing room? <laughs> Jamie McDonough. Easy, that right one. Away. Yeah, 100%, Jamie. <laughs> Yeah, just everyone, everyone finds it funny. I don't think there's anyone that dislikes him. Like, and that's I actually knew Jimmy. Does he only, mean to be funny though? Uh, yeah, he does. <laughs> he's, he's, he's got some good banter. Um, I knew him from Sheffield United when he was there, and he's ex, he was the exact same at Sheffield United, like um, in the changing room. So, yeah. Good stuff. Who's the most most vain in the team? So who can't get out of the mirror, basically? Um. There's actually it's actually not too bad. Um, there's not one that stands out. Um, right. So if I had to pick one, I'd probably go Connor Clifford. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. He's, That's probably he, from his he, West London Chelsea days. Yeah. <laughs> he's not actually he's not actually too bad. But we've got a squad that's. But if you have to pick one, it's him. Yeah. If I had to pick one, I'd say Connor. Who's the moaniest person in training? Ooh. Um, moan no matter what. I'd. I'd probably say myself again, but really? if I can't say, my, yeah, I do like a moan, but um, if I can't say myself, I'd probably say right. Ollie. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't mind the moan. Yeah. He's Scottish, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That's why. Uh, <laughs> who's the worst dresser in the squad? 
Um, uh, from God's side. <laughs> he he come like there's lads that lads that don't care what they wear, but Nathan Nathan's having some of the stuff he wears and Seriously. dreadful. Dreadful. <laughs> so the best dresser. Um I'd probably go Connor Clifford. Yeah. Uh, not bad, yeah. Fair enough. Who's the gear. biggest lunatic in the squad now? Who would you say he's just crazy, you know what I mean? Um Jamie McDonough could take that one. Um but I don't know if that's just because he's a joker. Um, mm. I'd say Owen Toll would be up there. Would he? Yeah. I'd yeah. say. I'd say. Yeah. I'd say he'd be a bit mad. Um, <laughs> I'd say he'd be a bit mad. <laughs> yeah. No, I'd, yeah. I'd probably say Jamie and Owen. Yeah. Right. That's brilliant, uh, Stephen. Thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. It was great stuff having you on. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks for having me. No matter. No worries.